0: Welcome to House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. If you're ready to get your physical, emotional, and spiritual life in order, join us for the next hour as we meet some interesting people who will share stories of success and wisdom that you can apply to your own life. Now, here's Dr. Connie.
1: Welcome to House Calls. This is our August show. I hope and pray that you're in someplace really, really cool. We're recording from a nice air-conditioned studio in Phoenix, Arizona, where The last two months, July and August, it's been hitting 118, 120. So if it's under 100, it's a nice day here in Phoenix. But we know this too shall pass and we'll be into our beautiful weather again. And here we are in August. And I can't believe the year is almost over. In just a few months, we'll be into the holidays of Christmas and New Year's. So stay tuned for more. So I always begin with my honorable mentions for the month of August, and so this month we have a lot of birthdays, and I think surveys have shown us that the most birthdays are celebrated in the months of August and September. It must be something about the winter that makes people stay warm that we get such a high birth rate nine months later. So happy birthday this month to Marlene Slayel, to Herb Marchman in Colorado, to my dear friend Denise Pittis in Virginia, to Doug Bender in Scottsdale, to Jolien Grant in Phoenix, to Lieutenant Colonel Mary Tess Hinko, who is my niece from my cousin Joe. She is stationed overseas. She's a nurse, and I was in the delivery room 30-some years ago when she was born. Actually, it's longer than that, isn't it, Mary Tess? I won't reveal your age. It was when I was an intern, and it was in 1981. That uh, I was an intern in San Diego and I was in the delivery room. And I also had the honor of commissioning her into the Air Force as a nurse, and so she's done very well, and congratulations and happy birthday. To Bernie Ardonia, who is married to my cousin Remy in San Diego, to my sister Lori, who celebrates her birthday this month of August. Happy birthday, Lori, to Thomas Gourney, to Virgie Lindsay. To Dr. Carla Lamb, who is one of our residents in San Diego in, in internal medicine and has become an amazing pulmonary surgeon at Leahy Hospital in Boston. Happy birthday, Carla. To Master Chief Joe Fama, who was one of the president's valets and has served, I think, three or four American presidents. He lives in Virginia with his family, his wife, Evelyn, and his kids. Master Chief, happy birthday, to Dr. Roseanne Coe, who is the head of OBGYN at Banner Health here in Arizona. To Bob Van Degna, who is in Vermont. To Pamela Case, who is my dear friend and the interior designer who helped decorate our homes. Amazing woman. To Larry Venturelli, To Chuck Moaning, who was the builder for my place in Sedona. To Judy Needle who is the first psychic I've ever worked with about 16, 17 years ago in Asheville, North Carolina. And last but not least, my former patient, President Bill Clinton, who's celebrating a birthday in August. Happy birthday, Mr. President. So I hope you're getting through this summer in one way or another. Uh, One of the hottest that we've recorded here in Arizona, and actually around the world, I'm grateful for air conditioning, for the invention of air conditioning, and the ability to travel outside of hot areas. I'm also grateful for my friends who visit with me often, and for whom I learn so many things. And I always think spirit brings people to me in my life, not only for my shows, but also to teach me lessons. And I think we have angels. And today in studio, I have somebody who I met, incidentally, although it's never incidental, I I met her through my hairstylist, Tony Lacombe. And Tony, what a great name for a hairstylist, right? Lacombe? Uh, how, how do you make that up? So I've been going to Tony to do my hair for the last, oh my gosh, seven or eight, almost 10 years. And she's a delightful personality, but she has this incredible gift of drawing like-minded people together. And every time I go to get something done with my hair, like to cover my blonde roots, I... Always meet the most amazing women in her chairs as I'm waiting to be seen. I've met two of my widow sisters, my gal pal widow friends, in her, in, in her uh, studio. And I met our current guest in her studio. And what drew me to this current guest in studio today was her amazing British accent. You, you could not miss it. It was like, oh my God, I love her accent. She's tall, blonde, slender. She looks like a model. She really should be a talk show host. And she is in a lot of ways. She's done podcasts. She's done two books, which I'm going to talk about today. She does an amazing consulting business. So I'm going to introduce, let me read you her bio, and then we're going to talk, we're going to do most of the show with my guest. My guest today is Joanna Garzilli. She is a host of Looking Glass Podcast, she's the award winning author of Big Miracles. The 11 Spiritual Rules for Ultimate Success. And by the way, I think I told her 11 is my lucky number. That's my spirit number. So I like The 11 Spiritual Rules for Ultimate Success. And her other book is Unleash the Psychic in You. So a lot of you out there, like I, who believe in psychics, you can actually (laughs) do some of your work too. She is a psychic life coach. And so we're going to talk about that. And her clients have included Monica Lewinsky, who I knew at the White House, Goldie Hawn and Ernie Banks, Baseball Hall of Famer. Uh, Joanna has been featured in national and international media, including Hallmark's Home and Family, The Washington Post, BBC News, Daily Mail, NPR, Fox News, and many more publications. Most recently, Joanna has headed up communications and marketing for a trust company, helping it grow from 500 million to 1.5 billion in assets. She lives with her husband, Nick, and son, Dominic, in Scottsdale. You can find her on social media at lookingglass.me. She's on Instagram. She's on Facebook, LinkedIn, on Twitter, at Twitter at Joanna Garzilli. She's on YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, Pinterest. She's got so many things going on social media, but she's just a delightful person. Thank you, my dear, for being on my show.
2: It is amazing to be with you. It is such a blessing, Connie.
1: We we were we remarking at lunch today over here about all the coincidences or synchronicities that we met. So we have a lot of mutuality in common, uh, and there's no accident. We really. She's actually done a reading for me. What amazes me about Joanna is the fact that I call her the CEO Whisper because whenever somebody embraces like I do, the Non-quote non-mainstream beliefs, such as spirituality in the sense of asking guidance from psychics, from comfort from mediums, as I have done uh, with my late husband, astrologers, numerologists, tarot cards, we call that woo-woo, right? And it's always in quotes, it's woo it's a little bit woo-woo. And the reason I bring up that term, for many, many years, I've always been fascinated by predictions, how people can predict something, or how they just know something happened in my life, or they knew it was coming. And for so long, I didn't realize it till the last couple years, I've seen signs all along. And in my first book, The White House Doctor, I relate when I was interviewed at the White House, and I was about to go in to be interviewed for the job that would be my job for nine years. I was waiting in the waiting room, and I stood up before I was brought in to meet Dr. J. Burton Lee III for my interview, and I said a silent prayer, which I think prayer is important, but I also, in my prayer, asked, show me a sign. Show me a sign, because I I sense different things from signs. They mean something. So when I walked in, he had a Band-Aid across his forehead, and that was the sign that told me he's human. He bleeds, so don't be afraid. And it allowed me to speak honestly and with my true authentic voice, which got me the job past the interview. So show me a sign. And I'm blessed to know Joanna because she's also read for me. But when you have somebody who is, has credibility, I think that's the word, credibility in the mainstream world of big business, right? You're talking high-powered executives, guys who work spreadsheets. They, they handle billion-dollar industry. And they would be the last ones to say, well, you know, my medium told me this or my psychic told me this. Then they think you're nuts. They, they have this stereotype of a gypsy with a, with a crystal ball and doing their magic or something on the occult. And I don't believe that whatsoever. I think it's gotten a bad rap. I, I think for me, it's a form of spirituality, of faith in a higher, greater power, which the ultimate, the essence is love. It's love and forgiveness, and that I tell people I, I believe in a God that's a, go- a good and loving God that's forgiving, not an asshole. <laughs> My God is not an asshole. So, I, and I think I have found comfort in believing that belief. I don't think it's harmed anybody that I have sought comfort in, and so sec- almost like a knowing and confidence things will turn out okay. And Joanna has read for me at least once. And I've told all my friends about it. And I brought her on the show because I wanted her to share her background and her journey, but all the lessons that she can share. And she shared them in her book. She's she's consulting uh, for different groups and different people. But she has so many gifts, so many talents. And, and she lives that truth to that. So I think she's an amazing guest. You know, can you share with us, Joanna, your journey, how you became a life coach and and how that came to be in your life
2: thank you connie and gosh i just i'm just taking in being with you now and and it just i feel before i go to well how do i get there i feel what's really important right now is and it's sort of i think what we were talking about before coming here is gratitude for each moment I know we hear it, oh, be grateful, or what are three things you're grateful for today? But not to be morbid, last night we were about to go drop our son Dominic off to a friend's place, and my husband Nick had seen that there, right by where we live, going on the freeway, there had been that four car crash, mm-hmm. and a woman had died. The, in her pickup truck mm-hmm. and so and that was around I think what 2 40 in the afternoon obviously I don't know who this woman is but I thought they're going through life so much of the time it's easy to oh the air conditioning isn't hot enough I'm co- you know cooling things enough or I didn't get my coffee hot enough or whatever the little things are and just at any moment Our life can be gone. It can be taken Mm -hmm. from us or we don't know when we're going to die. And so that is something that I feel I'm at a point right now where I feel things are so finite as if spirit, God, however you want to think of it, a higher consciousness, the wise part of oneself, the soul is revealing more and more. And I am looking back to earlier in my life and then coming back to where I am today. I feel as if if we look from the perspective of the soul that time is condensed instead of this long timeline. It's as if one of the things I don't know if you've heard this is that it's like in a blink of an eye when someone is at that point of passing. Actually, I just spoke to someone yesterday who they were in a car accident last year they were on that they're an actor they were on their way to film a show they were in a really good space and and there's someone that's very pragmatic down to earth his father uh, father's business was in ranching in northern california so he didn't go that path he decided to do acting but he said when this truck came from the side and went and hit his car and the car went and turned over he he said he had a near-death experience where there was this what he called almost like a an angel that looked like from the venus de milo painting that was this huge angel that literally cradled the car to protect him from that blow he said i'm someone quite pragmatic down to earth I just can't explain it I feel that there are these there are maybe sort of if we to our mind and our heart there are these forces that are there I have to trust the processes there's a so many different things that we could talk about but I've now mentioned car accidents two times so I feel for someone who is listening in your community there is going to be relevance to this that will be revealed but for me if I go back to my most defining moment I'd say well there's two actually one was when I was six years old I didn't understand that I was such an empath where and very sensitive where I would feel other people's energy to the point where if they felt good it was amazing and if they felt bad I felt this weight and I felt as if it was me and just not understanding that. But I used to kneel by the side of my bed every night and pray to God, spirit, however you want to think of it, and, and just pray for my family, pray for friends, pray for anyone that was in pain. The biggest question for me at that age was what is the meaning of life? So that is something that I have been on a quest for and, and I feel little by little sort of when we were speaking earlier before being here about the spiral, how certain lessons come back over and over but in a deeper way with more nuances and the key is just to be able to slow down enough in a world that is becoming so fast and doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. So that being able to just take a pause and then one can see those little signs that get revealed through nature, through maybe someone else gets to be an angel and reveal a message in some way. You know, it's the
1: pauses that refresh, I think. When you've got something planned and you think you're on trajectory, Something happens that gets your attention and you stop and pause. I think a lot of people, when we'll talk about when you listen to your inner soul, your inner spirit, that message, the whisper, because I think we live such busy lives. We're so caught up with everything, everything bombarding us for our attention, that we forget to breathe, we forget to relax our mind, we forget to focus, we're so scattered. And then you have the gift, the ability to work with people. And high powered people who live in major stress, who run companies and are, are you know, celebrities in television to draw them back to that intuition that that does that. Um, you had written a book about the, the miracles and and being a psychic. Could could you share a little bit about that and with
2: with us? Yes, so Big Miracles started for me, actually it was Normally, each time I write a book, it comes from I've worked with a series of people privately. Then I see these different things happening over and over that are commonalities. Then I've gone on and taught in a workshop or some type of course. Then when I see it works, then I put it into a book. So it took me about seven years to develop big miracles. And the whole idea is how do you, being in alignment with spirit. If you are in alignment with spirit, then things are going to go well. Doesn't mean they're gonna go perfectly. We always have lessons along the way. How do you know you're aligned? You feel good. How do you know you're misaligned? You feel bad. Just really, which essentially goes back to being able to feel our feelings. And so sometimes we could be at different places with those rules. I mean, I always come back to rule one, And that alignment on a daily basis. At Other times, let's say for a CEO or someone who is in a position of leadership, oftentimes they are faced with rule 11, which is get outside of your comfort zone and and, and looking at when is it right to take a certain action? I mean, if we look at, say, Elon Musk comes to mind, you could say, well, that's absolutely crazy what he did, taking his returns from PayPal and trying to start. Tesla and and obviously now with Twitter doing these different things that are people would say well this is crazy this mm-hmm. is very high risk mm-hmm. so i think that each person has a different level of risk tolerance And then how do you know that in terms of getting outside of your comfort zone, not getting outside of your comfort zone to where you can't manage, you can't cope. That's why I like to come back to aligning with spirit. And so there's sort of this, it's almost there's this circle that happens with those 11 rules rather than going up a ladder.
1: You're right. It isn't up a ladder. It's a circle. You circle back. But then, when you work with them, like, how do clients find you? How do you? Know, what what is it? Is there something a breaking point that a CEO or a celebrity would say, let me let me contract Joanna to work with me?
2: Yes. So, for ex so for example, with a number of actors that I've worked with mm-hmm. and musicians, it's been maybe they've had some really great success and then they have been faced with a new opportunity. For example someone I worked with she was an academy award-winning actress and had actually was two actresses that similar like that both very very successful and then they had the opportunity to direct their first movies and there was doubt there was should I do this what if it doesn't work out and and so both of those actresses came to me regarding that another actress I worked with she had had was doing a lot of films back to back and then went through a period where she wasn't booking anything for over a year and she said I'm about to give up I think I'm done Mm -hmm. and I said you're not done keep going Mm -hmm. stick with it and then she booked a massive network tv show but other times it could be someone that they're looking to pivot in their career maybe they There was one uh, lady I worked with who was uh, heading up an international... She was the the head of international marketing, PR for a very, very large shoe company. And she had a spiritual awakening, so to speak, where she said, I'm not happy where I am. She was making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. She had everything she had. People would dream of having that role in corporate and she said, I've got to change my path. She wanted to then step more into being a coach, a guide for others and and pivot in her career. So just being able to be a spiritual guide, a spiritual counselor for her to help in that way. So those are some of the, sometimes like people have found me from word of word of mouth from someone else. Maybe it's from when I've been at an event yeah, or even through social media. They find
1: a way, there's a reason they find you. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back and we'll continue with Joanna Garzilli, our, our special guest today, who is a life coach, intuitive medium, who's written Big Miracles, the 11 Spiritual Rules for Ultimate Success, but also the other one, the Unleash the Psychic In You, has so many talents and experience and has helped so many people. So stay tuned for House Calls for more.
3: Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts.
1: Who's your doctor?
3: When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Now, well, the answer was obvious who looks after the President of the United States?
2: To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com.
0: Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who are widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie.
1: Welcome back to House Calls to our show, Into Intuition, Listening to the Voice Within. We have our special guest in studio, spiritual medium life coach, Joanna Garzilli, who has read and guided CEOs and celebrities and actors and actresses and these amazing people who we will keep confidential. So in terms of credibility, she has big time credibility. But it comes with that was her, is her amazing gift of being able to connect with, with, with the other side in a lot of ways, but with our intuition and this inner wisdom that can guide us to be happy and joyful in our lives. You've written this book that has given so many guidelines and ways for people to find ultimate success and the spiritual rules. So you combine that. Can you go over your 11 rules with us sort of
2: briefly summarize in capsule form what what my listeners can use? And I think I would like to make the distinction that the idea of ultimate success is a very personal thing because for one person, it might be to experience joy, Or be creative or adventurous on a daily basis. For someone else it's to be available to their loved ones, to their family. For someone else it might be that they really are a what I would call a servant leader and they're out in the world and they're doing a lot of things going and helping other people, being almost like a family, a community for others. So it's not success isn't just about a financial a dollar amount, of course. Yes, we can't function without money in the world, really, but just to make that distinction. So in terms of those 11 rules, in summary, rule one is align with spirit, which we talked about before. And the idea is, if I am to be aligned with spirit, who am I? So it really comes back to a lot of the time, I think in this day and age, we're talking about speed of life, internet, go, 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 go. And the image that one puts out there or the way, if I'm going to be liked by this person, who do I say I am? And I think we talked about that before. Of the label one puts on oneself instead of one's soul, one's essence is always the same. So being able to keep asking that question, who am I? Rule two, be a spiritual vehicle. If I am to surrender to my path, to my lessons to learn in life what what must I surrender because if we want something to come into our lives sometimes we have to let go of something else it is very hard to really go deeper within if you don't sacrifice something in some capacity rule three is commit to your breakthrough at that point it's really defining what do I want why do I want it? Being very intentional in that. So it may be that someone cycles through rule one, two, three for a period of time. When I think when you feel really grounded in the idea of I know who I am, I know what I've got to surrender on a daily basis, I am committed to whatever that purpose, mission is, which could be Really big and global, or could just be very simple at a, at a local, daily, personal level, moves on to rule four forgive mistakes. And one of the key concepts with that is the idea of what if a mistake is a miracle in some way. And because oftentimes I've seen over the years of working with different clients where they will punish themselves. Berate themselves for something that a lot of the time was beyond their control or something that maybe they just, even though they're brilliant in a certain area, that they just didn't have the understanding or just skill set in, in that other part of their life. So being able to forgive is a very important part of healing, clearing the emotional body uh, with, with that space. So I know I'm going through it. I love it. Yeah, but this is the condensed version because I want people to get your book as we're going through this. It gives us an idea what you're guiding us. And then also the, the other parts just really briefly are the idea of accepting responsibility and believing in your ability. Those two rules go hand in hand as well. And I think there's a lot of back and forth between, okay, where am i at if i if I really look at really look at every single thing that's led to what I have created, I feel like that then activates or awakens the ability to believe in oneself and then from there, one come one of the the other rules rule eight is you can aim high and aim high again it's for Say like someone I was speaking with yesterday, an actor. I said to him, "How do you know you've made it?" And he said, "Well, if I get a Golden Globe or an Oscar." And he's like, "If that's not my path, that's okay." But for him, he said that that would have been the defining moment. And yet, he's already done a lot, Mm -hmm. like a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Again, I think it's very personal. Uh, For for someone else, they've just they are extremely accomplished, and they've just become. A parent again later in life so those are um, those are some of the main things and then let's see what else have we got there I talked about getting outside of your comfort zone and really being able to just when you feel it goes back to the idea of when you you feel fear just to take a courageous action and again, that doesn't have to be anything wild or that's going to make things unstable in your life. I think it's all relative to how much can you handle? How much can you take? And ultimately, if I go back a step from all of that, Big Miracles was born out of a course I was teaching called Big Miracle Breakthrough. And it was just that idea of don't underestimate the power of those small daily action steps that add up to that big miracle that that outcome that your heart desires not that's been my big lesson with this work now is becoming aware of when one's people pleasing or feeling like i've got to live like there's joy maybe in serving your children or your grandchildren or people around you when you run a business. But if you don't put yourself first, if you put your own dreams aside, you could get to a certain point where you've climbed the career ladder. You are that success. Maybe you have X amount of houses. You've done the certain thing. But it's like, okay, am I really fulfilled right yeah. now? Like, that's not all that it is. It, mm-hmm. Yes, that those are great achievements. But what does your heart really crave? I mean, I know for myself, I looked at, a lot of the times in the past, I I made certain decisions because I wanted to feel loved because I wanted to feel enough. Mm-hmm. And then pausing and then allowing myself to feel the pain in my body and go, oh my gosh, I would have made a different choice and grieve that. And and then from there, go, okay, what did I learn? Why did I make that choice? Do I have the courage to make a different choice moving forward? So that's a lot of the time when someone will come to me for intuitive counseling or for a psychic reading, because they feel that something isn't right, but they can't give themselves the permission. And they need some type of external confirmation, some little sign that will really, it's, I'm not telling that person something they don't already know. I'm just confirming really what's in their heart and what is coming, say, maybe from one of their angels, maybe from a loved one on the other side, from the divine part of themselves.
1: Do you find sometimes as a healer, because I think you are a healer, you are an angel in that way, that when you get a certain client and you find yourself telling them something, it was meant for you to say that was meant towards
2: you, something you're dealing with? 100% 100% Connie when I wrote Unleash the Psychic in You one of the main things that I said about myself was that I was in my own life behind the scenes I had a lot of chaos so I was doing a I was host of a psychic tv show in the UK I had a lot of people at the time that it was a phone-in show and they'd be asking about stuff to do with relationships and love but my own love life was a mess then when I moved to Santa Monica I remember I I was doing a lot of readings for people on relationships and and for career path but particularly with the relationships I would hear stuff I would then communicate it feel as if I had imposter syndrome or I'm just making this stuff up or this is weird and then they come back and say wow this worked out that was great and then I thought okay, I've just seen 10 people I've worked with have really positive experiences from the information, the guidance that came through. Let me go try that in my own life. And I was a disaster in dating. Absolutely just terrible. And then soon after that, I met my husband, Nick. You know,
1: you learn, you learn to find and there's a reason you meet people and And if it isn't meant to be the person, you learn what you didn't like. At least you found the right person. How did you know Nick
2: was the right one? I just, well, so I had watched the movie, 13 Going on 30, (laughs) with Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. And I got down, I literally, I fell to my knees in tears, crying and saying, I'm never gonna meet the one, I'm never going to find that right relationship. And because I kept, I, what was revealed to me in that moment of surrender, remember rule two, where I talked about yeah, surrendering and being that spiritual vehicle, was that I had commitment issues. I always picked emotionally unavailable guys. And when I came to terms with that, two weeks later, I met Nick. The wild thing is, right around the same time, he had gone to church in brentwood to st martin of tours and the church was empty at the time he likes to go in there when it's empty and just when it's quiet and he had prayed he said i am just done i am just done. i want to meet my wife i want to meet the person i want to be with mm-hmm. and we met two weeks later oh my god in a we were he was in a sketch comedy show in a in a theater in hollywood on sunset and La Brea and and then my friend had brought me into that comedy troupe because I had an English accent mm-hmm. I mean could have maybe she could have got someone that could do an, an English accent and then Nick saw me and thought who's this British person just she didn't even have to audition to get into the show <laughs> she's just here uh-huh. and then he wrote me a scene uh, a scene which we did together which was a British rap did and, you ever tape it It is taped, yes. Oh my gosh, your first time together? So the person who brought me into that show, Caroline, she ended up being our bridesmaid. Oh my gosh. And she has the recording of it. How many years ago was that? That was 18 years ago. We've been married over 17 years. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. So are you soulmates? Yes. So what is the definition of soulmate? There's different types of soulmates. I feel he is my best friend, my... Part, my partner in everything that we do i feel like he is my spiritual teacher he reflects a lot to me he has incredible wisdom and helps me grow and laugh and all those positive things so you can have my understanding and we talked about this a little bit before that you could have more than one soulmate meaning Sometimes people have come to me for readings and they said, well, is this the one? I think that you can have, it's almost like you have a choice on a soul level. You could decide, well, what is it? What is that quality? You see, I feel with Nick as my soulmate, I feel like the purpose of our marriage is to heal and become whole, to really be loving and compassionate. And I feel like he has believed in me so much where certain family members of mine didn't believe in me and that so he it helped me build belief and a core of self-esteem that is the gift that I've had from from him and then our, our son Dominic who I see as my greatest gift but that idea of with soulmates it might be that one goes through you can have more than one and you have different experiences with them and then people will ask about a twin flame and the idea—never di- heard of that. Yes, What's a twin flame. A twin flame is like supposedly is like your—it's literally it's the other half of you, as if a soul was split off right. into two. Right. And I have seen that with certain people, but it, it's more—it's more rare. Two bodies, one soul. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And then you know,
1: but when you meet them, instant recognition. Exactly. Interesting.
2: That—that that is a,
1: a twin flame. Wow, I've never heard that before.
2: Yes, it's exactly yeah, you described it really well. And so sometimes there can be a little bit of confusion between soulmate and twin flame. Now, a very, very important part on the relationships when I, I've read for people is and they don't want to let go of something that is toxic for them, but maybe was part of that was very positive in the beginning is what's called a karmic soulmate relationship and the karmic soulmate relationship, it's when you see that person, it's almost like it's a knowing of I'm meant to be with this person. There is this deep fire and passion, but there's also that knowing of this is not forever. Right. This not is, so be. it's very, very painful. So it will start off incredibly. It, it's like fireworks. It's like a shooting star. Two shooting stars when you have a karmic soulmate relationship, and a lot of time it'll like those two people will come together, and then they mm. go apart. But it's a lot of the time that karmic soulmate relationship is for accelerated spiritual growth. So if someone goes, "Oh my gosh, I went through so much pain, my heart was broken. I, I wish I hadn't gone into that." And that was part of their growth. So I know I, I've I've had a couple of karmic soulmate relationships but that prepared me for my marriage with Nick. You had to learn something. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a pure knowing and there's nothing one can do to actually make that relationship last and work. It's, it's think of it like a soul contract and mm-hmm. it's done. Your yes. contract, you're meant to learn that
1: lesson. You know, it's fascinating because you talk about the intuition and in hearing this, the, the, the message that people tune in and it goes back to it's what is soul what is the soul? Because we're all souls having an earthly experience. What are we meant to do in this life? What are we meant to learn? How are we meant to impact it? But so in a lot of ways, you, you you connect and heal souls, right? You guide them. You find the ways to guide them.
2: Yes, that path. exactly. So working on us, that's why I'll use different modalities. I don't do just, oh, we're just going to tune in psychically It might be that it's a combination of Reiki, of tarot. Maybe I won't use any tools. I'll just speak to some. It it just really depends. I'll always customize and, and according to what that person's needs are, because the soul goes through in life goes through fragmentation at points if there's especially if there's been some type of trauma mm-hmm. abuse death, yeah. yes uh, a, a death some type of tragedy the soul fragments if if there has been yes, something could say in a work where someone was very maybe um, very mean it could have been something from school any point in life that when that fragmentation happens, there is a sense that maybe on the outside, that person could be very put together, mm-hmm. look good in the world, mm-hmm. but underneath, inside, feel maybe broken or feel disillusioned or, or as if it's almost like there's some type of kryptonite or something that, there's something stuck there. So I will work with that person to help them bring their essence to wholeness I traveled around the world in my early 20s and worked with different indigenous tribes from in Peru to Bolivia in Egypt Navajo Nation the Hopi tribes out in Bali I worked with all different people seeing that we just do it in a slightly different way but mm-hmm. I learned a lot from working with those shamans with those medicine men medicine women healers And just seeing that these different tools and way to ways to work, and yes, the rational, pragmatic might look. I came. I worked in corporate finance. I've worked in the business world. I've worked in City of London. I've been around a lot of that, like entertainment industry stuff. And so I am pragmatic and skeptical. But then, just over and over, I've I've just seen too much to go. Okay, this. If 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 you're feeling something and it doesn't feel right, or you feel some type of fragmentation, trust that. But the gift of it is, it is an opportunity to retrieve a part of oneself. And one more thing I'll add with that, is sometimes when someone starts to really wake up and they're feeling pain, and they want to experience healing, it's not a good idea always to heal everything at once because with that healing that happens, it can create what's called a healing crisis. And it's important to go gently on that journey. So you could say like, oh my gosh, I now I see all these broken pieces of me. Can I just go get it all at once? Let's just start off with this one piece here, that other piece there. Get used to that because it's sort of like if you had a stone in your shoe, and then you take the stone out, it feels strange. Mm -hmm. So you just want to do that retrieval little by little, integrate it, Mm -hmm. and then trust the timing of when you can move to that next piece. Because when we work on the inner realms with spirit and healing the self and the soul, then there is that sort of law of cause and effect where you're going to have to address something in the outside world in your life. Right, right. You know, it's almost,
1: and I talk about this in my show about the widow's walk, it is a transformation. It is a journey. It is an instant. Okay, bang, you're this. This happens. Now you're better. It's all done. It's all fixed, right? It's like people say, well, if you just gave me a pill that would take care of how I feel, give me a shot that I can lose 60 pounds. And I said, but even if I gave you a shot that allows you to take it once a week to lose 60 pounds, you still have to do the work of how your relationship is with food or alcohol or your body image, you have to do the homework. You can't just be given the solution. And that's the process. You honor your process. You don't get rid of it right away. You little at a time. That's what you say. It's a little at a time.
2: Yes, I resonate with what you're saying there 100%. And I had to learn that the hard way. I think that they're they're really, the conclusion I've come to is there is no quick fix because whatever we try and get instantly quickly now then we have to pay for it later on just Mm -hmm. do the work and it it's whenever there's something like that where you grow there's no quick
1: fix you have to grow with the process it is honoring the process that you do I think the beauty of what you do is you bring out you point out things to your clients well think about this and then you give them comfort knowing it's going to be okay this is what I see this is what I sense and, they, and they're always amazed at listening to that inner voice that says, go with this. But you ought to consider this because they know the answer. They just don't hear it. Yes.
2: Do you feel that? Absolutely. And if one is very much out in the world doing things, say on the, and I know from working in corporate, I know for myself, I learned a lot from that. There were a lot of things that were really good, but it is so outward facing. It is so many, only in the numbers, in the data, in the analytics, looking at who's on what rung of the ladder, different position within whatever the, within the industry. And, and so that being able to, there isn't a value to that, that quieter voice of wisdom, which a lot of CEOs or leaders, executives, people who are professionals in their field are actually using with unconscious competence they just don't know it or they became successful initially because they did listen to their intuition but then eventually they put more of an outward focus and didn't continue with that it's amazing yeah i can't believe this this
1: hour is almost over we have about four minutes left i you know there are so many insights that you give the guides and it isn't, uh, it's, it's, it's a process through which you work, you point out to it. I want the audience to, to really take a look at your book, to purchase your book, The Big Miracles 11 Spiritual Rules for Ultimate Success, and your other book, Unleash the Psychic in You. We haven't even touched upon that, so I'll have to have you come back on my show. But I, I want to thank you, Joanna Garzilli, for your work with, with so many people and your work with me. To open and shine a light on things and truth and really the goal is how we can be the best people we can be how can our souls be the best souls we can be and what are we meant to do in this life to honor the good that is there so thanks again for being on our show house calls and any last moment
2: messages for our, for our listeners I would just say yes listen to that I like how you said the, the whisper listen to that whisper within because that is just the beauty, the gift of who you are and being able to just enjoy that grace and that journey into more light and more love and, and being an expression of that in the most simple way in your life in the world. And with
1: that, we thank you for listening to House Calls in our August show and be well, be loving to each other and be at peace and we'll talk with you next month. God bless you all.